welcome to The Cinema Nerd Presents. My name is Kyle Woods. I'm here with my buddy Dylan, and we are going to talk about... Wait, did I say the name of the show? It was made in the 90s? I have no idea. Do you want to retake it? <laughs> nope. I want to go from here and talk about as good as it gets, because sometimes imperfection is part of the process. So good. Dylan, what is as good as it gets? As good as it gets is the 1997 James L. Brooks romantic comedy drama with Jack Nicholson, Helen Hunt, Greg Kinnear, Cuba Gooding Jr., Skeet Ulrich, Shirley Knight, Yardley Smith, fucking, uh, <laughs> uh, that's really it. Brian Doyle Murray. Oh yeah, Brian Doyle Murray in the very beginning as the maintenance man. Something like that. That's a weird section of the credits because it, <laughs> I'm actually looking at it right now because there's in that section caterer, handyman, and th then several other sort of more normal credits. But at a moment, I looked up and was like, wait, was Brian Doyle Murray a crew member on this movie? What was happening? <laughs> and we, uh, Jamie Kennedy also. We, we got to talk about the crew of male sex workers. It's <laughs> something else. Yeah, um, before we do, should we talk about a three-part television series that you're interested in? <laughs> okay, I'll tell you about that one first. Um, it's a Hulu documentary by the Duplass brothers uh, called Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, man, like I don't want to give away too much, but it's about this guy who now as an adult is a private investigator and he's gone through so much crazy shit in his life he was sexually abused as a child stalked his uh abuser for a while went undercover with uh skinheads and junkies and a bunch of crazy shit and when he was 23 he worked on a pot farm in mendocino county part of the emerald triangle sure and the night he got there it was like pouring down rain and he's in this a-frame cabin and it's uh the like he's telling the story and it's also got like really well done um anime uh, like uh, uh yeah animation but they're like hand-drawn images okay. looks awesome and uh he's sitting there on the couch and this guy comes running in saying they're fucking dead those three guys are dead a bigfoot killed him that's what he remembers hearing and he's always like okay yeah and like eventually it just got chalked up to like oh that was fucking crazy and Dude, now okay <laughs> no sorry i don't know whether to interrogate you about this or just go watch i actually can't watch the movie because hulu's not widely available here i would have <sighs> to do some things i can't admit on the airwaves to watch this thing but gotcha. well, if you can find it watch. actually dead yes Yes, these are uh, so it becomes way more than a story about Bigfoot. It becomes this whole fucking thing of conspiracy to of hate crimes, because uh, Mendocino County and that whole Emerald Triangle is extremely racist, and it's fucking great. It's done so well. Have you seen the staircase? I don't know. It's a HBO oh, the documentary about the yes, 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 yes. Because I'm being yep. reminded yep. of the owl theory right now. Yes. Uh, so I I can tell you this. It it obviously the first episode is like built around like this 
the mysticism of Sasquatch and like they interview people about Sasquatch and all this crazy shit like all those crazy Sasquatch hunters like they go into the lore of it and let's not uh, disparage Sasquatch hunters okay yeah that's fair uh <laughs> and, but no what's great is that they interview this can I give you one spoiler of yeah it? go ahead because I, I like I said it's gonna be hard for me to see this okay. thing so I'm curious so they interview the guy the most famous footage of Bigfoot walking around and doing that famous turn back. You mean and, Will <laughs> No. Uh, but they interview him, uh, and he still to this day is fucking set on that is a real fucking Sasquatch. But his neighbor, who kept the secret for like 35 years, has come out and like it said, like, that's me. And you can see a bulge <laughs> in my right back pocket that's my wallet because i'm wearing my blue jeans underneath it and he refuses to acknowledge me to this day because i came out and told everyone about this and it's so funny it's so crazy but then like that's like the first episode and then episode two starts getting into the real investigation and like there's a lot of just crazy shit that's going on yeah yeah i'm curious man I, i i would like to watch it at some point do you want to hear my big story? <laughs> yes. Okay, so I am uh, from Minneapolis, but uh, as everybody from Minnesota does, spends time at cabins. And, you know, that's like a summer tradition, right? You go out to this person's cabin, that person's cabin. And so me and a buddy of mine, uh, who is of note on this show, actually, Sean Kehoe is driving the car. And we were on this, like, you know, two lane highway, way in Northern Minnesota, just surrounded by lakes everywhere. And there's this thing coming across the road. And we looked at each other like, that wasn't Bigfoot. That's not Bigfoot. We didn't see Bigfoot. That's insane. Nope, it's not a thing. Bigfoot is a, we didn't see Bigfoot. (laughs) So we decided for sure, it was it was probably a guy in like hunting gators and like a ghillie top because it, there's a lot of duck hunting and deer hunting and real, you know, if you're wearing a bow, you don't have to wear high vis. You know what I mean? If you're bow hunting in Minnesota, you can, you don't have to wear the orange stuff. So really, you don't have to? If, if you're bow hunting specifically. Okay, okay. If you're using a firearm, you have to wear a high vis for sure. Okay. But if you're bow hunting, (laughs) you can wear whatever you want. So, and that's really common to see guys out there in like straight up ghillie suits and like just with a bow and arrow. And so like, yeah. One of those like camouflage straight up like swamp. Like not camouflage, like you're wearing a park (laughs) on your back. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you're becoming a big rusher. Yeah, totally. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. So it almost certainly was a person in a ghillie suit, but they were just like walking across the middle of a highway in nowhere, Minnesota. And (laughs) that's my experience with Bigfoot. Fucking A. Uh, um, Well, if you can find it, watch it because it's so enjoyable. It's so good. And it's three episodes that are like 50 minutes each. Yeah, nice. So next, I did a bunch of rewatches while I was in. Oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you the one other new thing that I watched, which is a TV show. It's Kate Winslet's HBO show, Mayor of Easttown. Oh, sure. Uh, excellent. 
love what they're doing with it. Everyone is like just acting their fucking ass off, nailing the Delaware accent, which is fucking mind boggling. Uh, you don't know what a Delaware accent is. Going home, going home to the Walwas. Go get a sandwich at the Walwas. Getting some water. Two coffees. Ghosty. <laughs> uh, but yes, thoroughly enjoying it. I think there's seven episodes and they're on like episode four. Um, then the rewatches. What's Let's the see. iRobot. <laughs> it's, it's a movie worth napping through, that's for sure. Like, it's not great. It's but it's fun. The CGI does not hold up. Uh, you've seen this story a hundred times before, but Will Smith is awesome. Will That's Smith all I have is definitely awesome. I got one for iRobot, which is that uh, in my film school, the one of the dudes who taught, you know, several classes, but he was mostly a producer, so I learned a lot from him, and he. <laughs> said that iRobot was one of the movies that he worked on and it was the earliest example he could remember of being in the room where you know another more senior producer slash the the money from the studio head was like we have to have a fight scene or a chase scene every eight minutes and then being like okay but can it be every 10 minutes you know (laughs) like having an actual negotiation about can we just please get a little more plot push it a little bit so that's pretty funny that's my iRobot story um and then I watched Brian De Palma's Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage which we should definitely do on the podcast I'm surprised we haven't done it before let's save it until then because this is going to turn into a love fest let's just move past it it's so I'm going to say one thing insane (laughs) and like and one more thing why do they give you gary sinise as the bad guy so quickly like it's so quick you're just like okay yeah where's this story gonna go well yeah obviously gary sinise is not gonna get away with this it's gary sinise though so like he's either begrudgingly going to become the good guy or he's the bad guy yeah and he was the full-blown bad guy still what a fun movie. Yeah, uh, I love it a lot. And then I rewatched Sherlock Holmes 1 and 2, the Guy Ritchie movies. Uh, the first one, thoroughly enjoyable. So good. The second one is kind of like boring in a lot of places, but uh, the second one has like my favorite sequence of any of the movies when they're running through the woods and the slow motion of the bullets going past them. And then the snipe, the guy grabs the sniper rifle and he does his, slows down his breath. And just the whole way that shot just looks fucking great. Yeah. I have zero memory of either of those movies. I sort of remember boxing and geometry happening at the same time. And that's, yep. that's about what I got. Yeah. The, the, the first one is definitely worth a watch. Like, you can easily pop that on and be entertained for the two hours it is, maybe. Is it two hours? I don't think it is. I hear this new guy, Richie, is something, though. Are you excited? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'm definitely going to see it, but I'm not, like, the trailer didn't, like, fully capture me. I'm excited to see Josh Hartnett acting again, though. That's kind of why I want to see it. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, 
Now let's play a little game. I watched two movies that have the exact same title, but were released 20 years apart. <laughs> and they, they do not have the same story. <laughs> oh my God. Can they get like just a little more on that? Like what? One is 1986. The other is 2006. Uh, the 80s one is a buddy cop comedy. And the oh. 2006 one is a dark, gritty, uh, stylized uh, kind of action uh, drama. Yeah, with Paul Walker. And the first one is uh, Billy Crystal, right? And, yes, sir. Uh, wait, I know the movies, but the words are just not coming to my mind. I watched both of these pretty recently on the same on the same run, dude. Is it? It's not Midnight Run. That's a different. No, no, no. That's the De Niro one. Yep. Running scared. Oh, I got there. Boom. Yes, I like sir. both of those movies a lot. I love both of them a lot. They are so good. And just complete opposites of movies. <laughs> the, the like, a neon, the, the cosmic bowling hockey scene mm -hmm. is so nuts. It's so brutal. Brutal. It, brutal. It's like that episode of The Simpsons come to life where like Marge has Millhouse's teeth because they oh my god. Uh but um yeah that's I I love both of those fucking cool. That's it. Yeah what, what, right are you, what have you watched? Okay, let's see. I got a few I can run by you. Okay, I did a, a double feature uh based on titles also. I watched <laughs> Home on the Range, the early 2000s. Oh my God, buddy, that movie is not very good at all. No, I think I, 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 for some reason, I have this memory of being in the theater and walking out of it. I remember like an opening with a barn, but I don't know if that's that movie. No, I think that's right. It opens like <laughs> certainly on cows or in a barnyard or, you know, and Rosie, uh, sorry, um, Roseanne, Roseanne, just being Roseanne. Just being so, Roseanne. That's a lot of that movie. Yeah, I don't remember that movie at all. That's all that you need to remember about that movie. Honestly, it's not it just uh, Cuba's in it. So that'll be our bridge to as good as it gets. And um, actually the best thing I will say one, the best decision that Home on the Range makes is that Steve Buscemi is the, a villain character and the design choice they make is that he looks like Steve Buscemi. They just draw Steve Buscemi into this movie. And that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Perfect. So uh, Home on the Range, don't watch it. I watched Open Range with uh, Costner. Great movie. I oh. fucking love that movie. I liked it a lot, man. It's so good. Here's what doesn't work about that movie. And I like Annette Benning a lot, but that love story just, I need none of Give it. Give or take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. And I that think everything else is just so much more interesting. And like, yeah, really solid, just good, solid Western stuff, man. I was yeah. not expecting uh, uh, Diego Luna. No, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> He's always great. It's just a pleasure to see. And so for the first hour of that movie, it's three really good actors just in this incredible scenery. And 
I, I saw four really good actors. The Moses also a, a talent man and kind of underutilized in a lot of stuff. Uh, it, uh, that's uh the tall guy, right? Yeah, the big dude who gets who actually. Uh, his name is uh, Abraham Ben Ruby, and okay. also Michael Jeter is in it. <laughs> yes. Michael Jeter's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's real good. I like. Uh, now, nah, it's really pretty good. No, it's real good. I liked it, and I also. It's kind of, um, I put it on at sort of nine in the morning, just getting into my day, <laughs> drinking some coffee. Really solid start, man. Nice, yeah. easy, easy listening kind of movie until it gets going. And then when it gets going, it's fucking, they're shooting at each other a lot. A lot of different people just shooting at each other for kind of a long time. That's crazy. That shootout is great. That's yeah, a great final shootout. Yeah, Kevin Costner as a director is I'm real talented and good at westerns, right? I mean, it's where his heart is, and his westerns are pretty freaking good. Definitely. Okay, what else do I have here? Um, okay, one other greatness that I will run by you, and then I got to land on some weak sauce. So I rewatched AVP, baby. Oh, yeah, I rewatched it not too long ago either. I saw it in the theaters and was like really pretty into it. And my memory was like, I don't love the queen running around at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And then watching it, I, again, just kind of threw it on. And Did you watch the unrated cut? I couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, the it's longer, it's definitely, it feels longer and it's more bloody. This is pretty bloody. Maybe it okay. was. Um, maybe, okay. Maybe it was a better cut then. And it just solidified my love of, of PTA, baby. Or, uh, sorry, oh, Paul W.S. Anderson. No, he's the best. He's, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's entertaining. He's definitely entertaining. But he's no PTA. No, and PTA is no Paul W.S. Oh, Anderson. Let's that's be clear. fucking fair. There's two different Paul Andersons out there, man. And they are both supreme in what they do, really. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm 10 minutes into the movie, but, you know, I wasn't uh, necessarily paying attention to the opening credits as I'm doing some other work. And then I'm just like, oh, I'm fucking having a black, wait, oh, this is a P- this is a fucking W.S. Anderson joint. Yeah, there's only a few, like, I haven't seen all of the Resident Evils, but there's, like, Event Horizon. That's definitely a fun one. Monster Hunter was fun. I, that's, this is going to sound crazy. I prefer his Mortal Kombat to the new one even though I don't really like that one. <laughs> and it's uh, I hate his Three Musketeers. I just didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't see Pompeii. Don't really care for Soldier, although I haven't seen it since I was a kid. We should yeah. do Soldier. Oof. All right. All well, right. down the road, we'll do Soldier. Down, down. Yeah, fair enough. We have a list. Speaking of oof, I watched Rough Night. Oh, that, uh, the Scarlett Johansson one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, rem- I didn't see it, but I remember that coming out. It, um, it, it was like the white version of Girls Trip. I don't know. The Did they kill a stripper in Girls Trip? No, but that sounds like the girl version of Very Bad Things. It's the girl version of, um, oh yeah, it's a Very Bad Thing in Bachelor Party where they killed a stripper. Very bad thing. Where Jeremy yeah. Piven fucking yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hooks her. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. That. That, that's that's exactly dark. what it is. Yeah. Uh, very bad things is fucking crazy dark and like just leaves me unsettled. 
but I fucking love it. It like it has terrible reviews. <laughs> I would have to watch it again because I oh we the, well that's gonna be on our list <clears throat> All right. for our next list. That'll be a good one. Stay tuned. Yeah, I, I don't want to say too much about it. It just is like I, there it's so many really funny, talented people in a movie that's just not very funny. Like when it's at its most funny is when it's doing the dead body gags. And the dead body gags are pretty funny. How did they kill the stripper? Um, uh, I, I'm struggling to come up with the actress's name. Um, from Workaholics, the blonde woman. I want to say Jillian. Oh, Jillian. What's that? Jillian Bell. Jillian Bell. Thank you very much. Um, you know, jumps on him and uh, he falls back and, and cracks his head open. Twist. He's not actually the stripper. Oh, who is he? A diamond, spoiler alerts, diamond thief. And so the third act, I'll give it credit for like taking the story somewhere, but uh, I just wish it was a lot funnier because there's so much funny in on the screen that's not being utilized. It's got an incredible cast and it's just not fun. Demi Moore's in this movie for some reason. Hmm. I don't know what to say. I wish it was better. All right. That's about Speaking it. of, I wish it was better. This is as good as it gets. Definitively. That's the name of the movie. So that's how that goes. There can be no other conversation about it. So I take it you didn't like this movie? I did not enjoy this movie. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. What didn't you like? I... It's a tone thing, I think, mostly. The, the sincerity of all the performances, there's so many good actors in this movie and they're all giving their all at every single moment. Like there's, it starts at an 11 and it goes up to a 13 and then it goes up to a 15 and then it just, then the movie's over. And it's so... That is so, I, I would never think to hear that phrase because that does not how it feels to me at all. It's, well, Greg Kinnear has never not crying. And I love, I, he's great, good for him. But it, there's not one scene in this movie where he does, that's not true, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's but, so many scenes where he's not crying. But like, he's almost always has like the well of tear in his eyes, you know? And I, I do dig what the movie's trying to say. I think there's a few moments, there's a, a moment that I really respond to where after he's recovering from the attack and Nicholson, I don't know, like brings him coffee or is walking the dog or whatever fucking turnaround bullshit he's doing. And he, they like sit down on the bench and Kinnear's angry and Jack Nicholson's like yeah I'm fucking angry too this shit sucks hate it here mm. and I'm like okay that's that's a point worth exploring and then and everybody's got their version of that but it's so dialed up I, I've been talking too it's long melodrama. maybe I don't like melodrama I watched the Rebecca remake recently also it's just like hate this rebecca remake i didn't even know there was one it's on netflix it's got um 
uh, uh, Lily James and some cannibal whose name I've forgotten. Army Hammer. He's in it, and they yeah. released it. Yeah, well, I think it was they came up before before. Oh, okay, the, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I thought it was like brand new. <laughs> no, no, not brand new. I think it was uh, kind of mid twenty twenty, maybe early twenty twenty. Gotcha. Um, not well, a melodrama person. It, well, so you don't think Nicholson deserved the Oscar for this? Maybe, Actually, I don't even know what he was up against. Let's look it up because he's good. Like legitimately everybody here is a great actor and they're all acting their fucking faces off at every turn. So in the sort of, you know, hacky thing of, is it most acting? Then probably, well, <laughs> the movie starts with him murdering a dog. The dog lives. He doesn't but murder it. Okay, he throws a dog down a trash chute the, yeah. There's no curmudgeon. It's gonna land in some trash, dude. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And then he's gonna grow to love that dog, and that dog gets him out of his shell. And so does all of the, you know, not, <laughs> the '90s at work. This is a very '90s movie in, in sort of its messaging, and I, uh -huh. I, don't, I don't mean to hold that against it. That's not necessarily fair. It, it, what I really makes me nuts about it is again just the like everybody is so sincere and the script is bonkers dumb so if they had just each one of them not dialed up the pathos but dialed up the comedy like if they had talked 10 percent faster if this movie wasn't two hours and 20 minutes long if we were like an hour so 45 the drama and just keep the comedy romance something man because it, it is a it definitely is long every single one of them is going for the oscars and this movie is dumb <laughs> i sorry. don't think it's dumb i think it's, it's super so, sweet it is sweet it is sweet see uh okay you ready for who he was up against yes so he won uh up against matt damon for goodwill hunting robert duvall for the apostle Peter Fonda for Yuli's Gold and Dustin Hoffman for Wag the Dog. I I mean maybe for uh Matt Damon, right? Yeah. Uh and then Helen Hunt won as well. Against two. We gotta see the Helen Hunt. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I think she deserves it out of these because there's three movies I don't know. Helena Bonham Carter, The Wings of the Dove, Julie Christie Afterglow. Judy Dinch, Mrs. Brown, and Kate Winslet, Titanic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not even a huge fan of Titanic. But, but no, Helen Hunt all day for leading. But <laughs> Dylan Shore, man of the people. Dude, I, I love Titanic. Fuck you. I, good. I, good. Okay. And so, I don't, whatever. That, it's not even worth debating. The Oscars are dumb. Award shows are stupid. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of, I, I really like Helen Hunt. I really do like Helen Hunt. Like I always enjoy, no, 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 no. I oh, love Twister. And then. Oh, I just rewatched it. 
It's so good. It's so good. Uh, she's. But like also Twister is super melodramatic for their scenes that are trying to hold a plot together for that movie. And this this is like an actual like more fully formed character. Okay, but then halfway through that movie, somebody says, I gotta go, we got cows. She does. Oh yeah. Who knows what the fuck it's doing? And this movie. I needed to pick a lane a little bit. I, you know what I mean? I, I need a, a harder punch on the comedy. And if we're going to do drama, I need everybody to dial it way the fuck down and give me drama. Because again, they're so, so acting that it, it just like, it's jumping off of the screen. Yeah, so it's definitely what you're saying is the melodrama of it just did not work for you. I guess I don't like melodrama. Maybe no, I'm not the right you person. You totally do. Her. It's just it, this type of it did not work for you. It didn't. You've definitely seen melodramas that you've liked. I guarantee it. Maybe I have. I, I certainly don't respond to it. If you want to throw out some some examples. Let's maybe pull up a, a, pull up a list. Um, while you're looking at that, I, I will call out um, the crew of male sex workers was Jamie Kennedy, Steve yes. Ulrich, and who's the yep. third gentleman? I don't remember who the third guy was, but I know him when I saw him on screen. And okay. now I'm looking at the cast. Since oh. I'm calling out people that need to be acknowledged, Wood Harris is in this movie, and I'm always happy when mm-hmm. Wood Harris is in a movie. And Missy Pyle's in it, and yeah. Shane Black is in it. Yeah. Yeah, Shane Black. I was like, why? What? what? This is crazy. Uh, Maya Rudolph is apparently in this as a policewoman. Oh, Mister. Um, I can't find where I don't even see Jamie Kennedy. Was it not Jamie Kennedy? No, that was absolutely Jamie Kennedy. It was. If right? that wasn't Jamie Kennedy, what the fuck? Julie Benz is also in it. <laughs> that's a, <clears throat> that's one of my favorite lines that I was just rewatching. With how do you write women so well? He's like, I think of a man and take out all logic and whatever he says. Horrible. Um, th- that's I. He's just me. So much time though. With this is what I'm talking about. If this was a, a ninety minutes, hour forty five, maybe even yeah. up to two hours, you can sustain this stuff. But the first hour of this movie is just Jack Nicholson being terrible. And it's like, we fucking get it. We get one where she can put him in his place. And that seems way, way too much for this early in the movie. And then I, we transition into the road trip, which happens at 90 minutes, Dylan. It's 90 minutes before we get on the road. It is late bonkers that's an insane decision man i don't condone <laughs> that okay well decision. for some reason i cannot find the other two workers but i that guy oh there's jamie kennedy street hustler the other guy is justin herwick and he was oh i guess i don't know him from anything but he was a crew worker on romeo and juliet good good for him yeah Nice um, get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
goodness sakes. Uh, and you got Yardley Smith. Yep, happy to see Yardley anytime. Uh, um, okay, you ready for some melodramas? Yeah, lay it on me. Jerry Maguire. Better. Okay, that's also a movie that's fucking way too long, I think. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> um, we bought a zoo terrible i mean i love it i love it we talked about it you liked it i love it i to be clear i love it but it is terrible i understand what you're saying okay uh rain man but let no let's okay uh i'd have to watch rain man again it's been like probably 15 years since i've seen rain man i want to go back to we bought a zoo though which is like again a bunch of very good actors but none of them are pushing nearly as hard as anybody in this movie is. So it kind of swishes by. We bought a zoo, like iRobot, great movie you can nap to. Very entertaining. <laughs> it makes its point. It just like keeps chunking along. Fine. Okay. Fine, you know? Uh, um, cruel Intentions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes done that's gonna be on the list later on yes um baz Luhrmann's great gatsby is on this list i like uh, that movie more than most people do i think it's you know i, I like baz i i'm a sucker for his thing you're a baz head <laughs> i'm a baz boy baz boy there you go um um oh far from heaven that's a good one i like that one um closer two, two emphatic thumbs down we were just talking about this yeah we're so what? filmography we were trying to do uh you know we're picking our, our next guy or gal or they um sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry everybody or um anyways mike nichols came up because i just watched um uh, charlie wilson's war uh-huh. And that's another movie that's like it's not great, but it's so good. It's like yeah, so, it's so fun to watch. Good. Yeah, yeah. Just everyone is acting their ass off in that movie, right? And it's but it's pitched exactly right for like so even at the point where <laughs> they meet the chess playing MIT Green Beret guy, Mike Nichols goes overhead, and they're on this like checkerboard cement pattern where they're all meeting. You know, he's just like he knows exactly what movie he's making. So you don't that, like Closer though? No. So we were talking about his filmography. Thank you for reminding me what the point is. Yeah. And we're like, let's talk about this one. Let's talk about that one. And my overwhelming remember memory of Closer is I hate this movie. Wow. Yeah, I had no patience for it. I was not interested in anything that anybody was doing. Yeah. All right. But yeah. it's, you know what? It, it's legitimately, it's been like, again, 15 years since I've seen that movie. Well, if you do Mike Nichols on filmography, you'll have to watch it again. We'll get around to it someday, maybe. <laughs> We're doing Spike Lee. 2004. What's that? What? I was just saying, if we ever jump to 2004 in movies, it'll be on that list. We eventually lost a, launch a Patreon. That'll be the, the Patreon exclusives will be the 2000s episodes. Yeah. Um, right, so what else do you got here? 
really that's that's it i mean i love this movie it is way too long but i think all the performances are really great to watch everyone has their own scenes together that i love uh yeah i do agree that it, it he is too much of a curmudgeon for the first hour and a half like cut out you could literally cut out him going to his publisher and just have the doctor harold ramus show up at the house and explain everything what you just he does anyway it there's way too much at the front end so i haven't i had a note here that is the second half of this movie is way better than the first half of this movie and then i had to go back and write another note underneath it which was like no no the middle half hour of this movie is okay the first (laughs) hour and the second hour suck man oh man well i i enjoy it i do i don't think it's a bad movie i think it is (laughs) i'm sorry i do i yeah i just i think everybody's punching way too hard i think it's over long i think the points it is is. to make are trite at best and pandering for the 90s reality okay even for the 90s though like for james l brooks for like a big time huge well, studio what, filmmaker maybe are his her. types of stories though like this is what he does but so i i don't know mary tyler moore like he wrote and like he created mary tyler moore he uh what's the uh broadcast news with albert brooks um Man, why am and my internet is fucking slowing down right now? For, there we go. Uh, he also made, um, where is it? He wrote Terms of Endearment and he made Spanglish. That's the one I was trying to think of. Yeah, I know you don't like Spanglish. It sucks so intensely. It just is like a, a vacuous experience of. of Oh yeah, I don't enjoy Spanglish either. I, um, eh, yeah, I, eh. oh, he directed Terms of Endearment as well, which is like hardcore melodrama. I'd have to, you know what? I, to my discredit, I've never seen Terms of Endearment, so don't oh. take any of this seriously. I don't understand the man's oeuvre. <laughs> well. Shirley McLean. It's also got Jack Nicholson, Deborah Winger. Those are all good actors. And Jack Nicholson is a fucking astronaut in it, bro. A retired astronaut. All right, let's talk a little Nicholson, because here's the thing, dude. Like, I feel like (laughs) our parents' generation view him as a sex symbol. Does that strike true to you? Uh. Yeah, and I can, I definitely see why. Like, he was a fucking stud back in the day for sure. And, like, I was just talking with my roommate, like, uh, that, like, clip of uh, Jennifer Lawrence being interviewed. And he, like, peeks his head in like this and looks at her and he, he comes up and he's like, Oh, I really love the movie you were in. And he starts to walk away. He's like, You look like an ex. And she goes, oh, How about a new girlfriend? And he's like, I thought about it. And she's just like, Oh my gosh like she as a young woman thinks he's attractive i i get the confidence thing you know the like he's certainly a magnetic personality Mm -hmm. i there's no denying that i want to watch him but 
the he like I want to watch him the way I I he, <laughs> who else do we have this conversation about? I don't know, like maybe Willem Dafoe comes to mind. No, it wasn't Willem Dafoe. <laughs> it was like Robert Redford. It like we talked about Robert Redford. We you were like, is he like Robert Redford is much better looking than Jack Nicholson. But like also Warren Beatty was like a sex symbol. Okay, Warren Beatty, I maybe we were talking about him because Warren Beatty is objectively handsome. I loathe the man and I'm just like, yeah, okay, he's clearly beautiful. It's not for me because I think he's uh, sucky, but yeah, he's obviously gorgeous. And Jack Nicholson, and so Robert Redford, I think, is beautiful in that like 70s way where it's like, oh yeah, he's... Oh, see, I think Jack Nicholson has that exact same thing. No, he has like a a maniac's face, you know? He has like a, I can't stop looking at him because I might be dangerous. You just know him as a maniac. Look up like five easy pieces, Jack Nicholson. Dude, I've seen the movies, you know? Like I I, I know young Jack. You'll just see crazy. (laughs) Look at him. How... When was he ever a normal looking human being? He's not. He like the his whole appeal and I maybe it's he's, uh, whatever, he's I, one of the normal ones in Easy Rider. <laughs> There's no normal ones in Easy Rider. They're yeah, all he's the straight laced preppy guy that get that smokes weed with them. There's a, yeah, I know. <laughs> and they're just expecting me to believe that as though he's not like walking out of the swamps of Florida. Oh, that is too funny. Well, terms of endearment is he's a curmudgeon, but uh, it's not so much of a curmudgeon, if I remember correctly. But I do remember he's an astronaut. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm just going through his list and like, the, there's a lot of craziness going on here um like a lot yeah like the devil the joker a werewolf uh I oh. mean, the whole 90s and late 80s. i got it this is what i was trying to think of about schmidt alexander payne's movie <laughs> where he's the just hair. a quiet old man what year is that it's gonna be 2002 yeah yeah that's a Ooh, fucking great movie. I love that one. That's right, a we'll subscribe to our Patreon to hear our About Schmidt episode. <laughs> about Schmidt podcast. Just about About Schmidt. Schmidtcast. Schmidtcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it for as good as it gets cast. <laughs>